0: podcast episode 36 this is uh the host the only host the primary host of the podcast desmond hey. speaking captain well no always um and we got we have two uh co uh, two uh co-hosts two guest co-hosts on the pod this week
1: i'm not a guest i'm on it every single week there's one um, guest
0: well we'll see so uh that would be uh i think your name's uh, mitchell
1: it's Mike, and you know that because we've done thirty-six episodes together.
0: Um, well, we haven't. You've, you've, you know, you've been got healthy scratched for some. You've been benched for some, and and we we have uh, you know really excited that, uh, the 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 guest co-host that I am uh, excited to be on the podcast with, um, <laughs> and not contractually obligated to be with. We have uh, Sebastian Paba, the 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 frontman of Regulate. Uh, a, a a person I played hockey with. Uh uh S- Seb, do you want to uh do, do you want to uh is there anything I'm I'm leaving out of the mix here? You you you've done a this awesome Sherwood uh staple streetwear uh ad is there anything yeah very uh, dope. I, yeah you're always doing uh something that I find out something wild that that I just find out about via an
1: Instagram your hair, post. You've you've grown your hair out and it's very dope too. That
2: I agree, it is dope. Thank. Uh, no, you, you're right. I'm in a band called Regulate, I do play hockey. Me and Desmond have played hockey together. I have tried to get Mike to play hockey with me, he's denied yes. my access. Well,
0: like,
2: <laughs> the cost necessary,
1: interesting,
0: uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, he, he's not good at follow through. That's why he's a co-host but you right. guys are
1: just so far away from me i'm more out east uh I'll, i'm gonna come next time all right
0: interesting no, you're right. out east and i wonder why it's very i wonder why you want to be out east Is, yeah. okay. Is uh, weird no uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, okay let's go, fancy. Let's
2: go. <laughs> see myself an actor as well uh just to give some context to the sherwood jeff staple collab um Above all, I fancy myself a New York Islanders hockey club fan.
1: Let's fucking go!
0: Uh, and 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 I see in your in your latest Instagram. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Above everything else in my life, that's what I fancy you, myself.
1: Yeah, but, that's that's like the uh, that's how we got to know each other. I I don't know how we met exactly, but I know that the first time we've talked in person, it was about the Islanders, and it was probably like 2014, 2015. Dark um, time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of feel like just about every conversation we have is about the Islanders, which yes. is great. I think that is the perfect uh, base for a friendship, in my opinion.
0: And, and, and Seb, I, I got to ask, you know, in terms of how you're doing, because I, I see your latest Instagram pick here. Is you in a Sea in C-Ska uh, Sorokin jersey? With uh-huh. a, uh, uh, an injury that, that you sustained from a stage dive gone awry. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: how, right. how are you doing in that regard?
2: So I couldn't really walk that well when that picture was taken back in like early January, like first week of January. I can walk a lot better now. Stores are difficult. But uh, I definitely have a torn meniscus.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: it hurts. Can't really bend my left leg.
0: Because yeah.
2: of the because the, meniscus. Because the meniscus is yeah. torn.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, I will need surgery. I'm hoping to get that as soon as possible so I can get back on the ice and get back on the on the street, you know? Hell to yeah. be able to walk up and downstairs stairs at a rapid pace. But uh, yeah, I've improved since that picture, but I'm definitely... Uh, not at my full superhuman capabilities. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, you're able to do a backflip standing, right? I I, I remember yep. that seemed like one of your uh, early pandemic projects was. Uh, yep. I remember seeing on Instagram you just posting videos of you in, I guess, your backyard, just yep. uh, trying to do backflips and much. doing them. Yes, not just trying but achieving them.
2: It took me about 40 minutes, and I and I succeeded. Wow,
0: that's pretty
1: cool. Forty minutes.
0: So it's, it's going to be a while until you get back onto the uh, onto the ice. It's going to be a while until the Islanders uh, get back onto the ice. Uh, yeah, about it's a week. Been a, it's been a while since we've been uh, on the pod. A lot's gone on. I think before we get into the 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 team with the thing that we probably Islander related that we need to get into is, I believe uh, since we last recorded uh, the sad passing of, of clark gillies which uh is like it's crazy that it's been that that long since we recorded it ha- i guess it has it's not that long ago but it's like as if this season
1: has not been frustrating and and uh, it moves at a slower pace when it's when it's this frustrating for sure and like the the thing about clark gillies is none of us were able to grow up watching that dynasty Islanders team, but we all had people in our lives that did. I assume my dad did. Yeah, I don't, and, and just like uh, the the thing, the connection to Clark Gillies that we all have probably is that we've been going to the Coliseum for Islanders games since we were kids. And he has been a constant presence regardless of if the team is good or not, or regardless of anything, he's kind of always been there. I've been to a good handful of games where they kind of just show hey, Clark Gillies is here, by the way. Cause he just loves, loves the team, loves to be around the team. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I, uh, I agree. He's one of the aisles that, that would be, cause you know, when I, we, I started watching, I think like it was one of the first, it was one of the only fishermen years, but I think that year was the year that he got his Jersey raised or maybe right before it, but it, it he was one of the 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 legends that was always there. Like there, I, I know Bossy has had his his comings and goings with the with the organization. Yeah. I know Trotier has had his fallings in and in and out, like with with the organization. But Gillies is is a guy that seemingly has, has had been there all the time, and it was especially because the, the concept of like his. his what he brought to the team was kind of the the mix of of the the grit of of the of the dynasty era and the actual like he he's not he wasn't just a goon you know he, he, you have the, these fighting uh, clips of him but he was he was able to to keep like he was able to make that line work the way that it yeah.
1: did other, other than Mike Bossy, I would say, my, the islander that my dad brought up the most was Clark Gillies. And partially it was him asking me to pull up YouTube videos of Clark Gillies fights because he didn't know how to use a computer. Um, my dad never sent a text in his entire life, which is crazy. Um, but uh, he would pull he would have me pull up Clark Gillies fighting videos. And the other thing is that it broke his brain a little bit when it comes to uh like thinking about hockey the way that it's played in the you know 2000s really 2010s more than anything uh because he would constantly suggest that Matt Martin or Cal Clutterbuck be inserted on that first line like Clark Gillies was Mm -hmm. and and every time I kind of pushed back on it he was like you don't understand it works I've seen it work and I was like well I think it's just played a little bit differently the game etc., and so forth and yeah I, I know that Clark Gillies played on that first line a little bit and You know, he made room for those guys, and that's not exactly how hockey is played today because everyone is so fucking fast, especially those first and second liners, in comparison to the fourth liners, who are also really fast, but in the context of the rest of the league, maybe not as fast. But either way, Clark Gill is a a constant force in my life growing up, you know. For sure.
0: I, I, Seb, I, I know even, I, I, I'm not sure if, if you want this on the pod or not, but I, I know you, you've worked uh, with the Islanders in various uh, capacities at times. Have you, Did you get the chance to ever meet Gillies with, with all the times? He yeah, hey, I,
2: I escorted him a couple of times from uh, like a fan meet and greet before a game. I think he was at one of the first games at the new arena. And, uh, you know, you take him whenever there's alumni and they're doing like a any type of event thing, like more, anything more than just like hanging out. They, um, you know, they, they need like a little separation between them and like mm-hmm. 40 drunk guys going, Glock!
0: I love Glock.
2: <laughs> yeah. They love it though. Like all the alumni, they're super cool. Like they love it. like Ed Westfall. He very much shown the thick of it when he's at the games. Um, but yeah, I, I've met Clark a couple times. My dad actually has a jersey from the 80s. Um, and he was walking. He was wearing it one day, walking through Eisenhower Park in East meadow. And he walked past Clark Gillies. And he realized, and he turned around, and he was like, hey, Clark Gillies, what's up? Uh, can you sign my jersey? And I, I guess one of them had a pen on him. And my dad has a jersey with Clark Gillies' signature on the crest.
1: That's really like, cool. Like, that, that rocks. Like,
2: like yeah. an old wool hockey jersey.
1: That's pretty dope.
2: Yep prize possession in our family. That's cool.
1: That's it's, cool. Do you have do you have that thing framed now or are you just kind of is it you still honestly, go, does your dad still wear
2: it? He wears it to games sometimes. And That's cool. Stressful. But <laughs> you probably should get it framed.
0: At some point. There's too yeah. many there's too many condiments and and, and yeah. sauces and beers. That Although guy, UBS guy has guy. more space so you it's not as much of the Coliseum you're you you're asking for a beer yeah. a beer spillage or a nacho cheese uh situation.
2: My dad likes sausage and peppers too much to be wearing that Ooh, jersey. Oh,
0: that's that's the that's that's about as risky, especially if he puts a condiment on it. So you have the you have the grease, uh you you have the the toppings and mm, uh you know I it's with, with Gilly's the, the the thing I'll close it's like what I liked about uh you know as we've all said Gilly's was before our our births even. Um, yeah. But it's it's uh like the way the only like you know like specific story that comes to mind um with, with Gilly's like from my personal experience is that that first um Tavares team that made the playoffs in that lockout shortened year. I remember the organization was super excited and like the night after they clinched, they had a, a an away game against like the Flyers and they had a watching party at uh the paramount and they had uh they had gillies was the alumni guy that they, that they had to like come and and like rev up the crowd and get interviewed at intermission and or it, like during tv timeouts and they when they bring him out you have like the like the, the on the screen behind him they they played like a gillies highlight reel and the the highlight reel of course is uh it's, it's, it's has some goals of his, but has a lot of fights and he is just absolutely fucking tanked. Clearly like he's tanked this shit and he just like, is he's looking behind himself at, at the montage of him, like breaking people's like faces. And then like, everyone's going crazy. And then he just starts, the video is still going on, but then he just starts like flexing he just starts flexing <laughs> in front of this video like package of him beating the shit out of people. And he's just eating it up. People are going crazy and it's just like, yeah, man, that's Clark Gilly is like a uh, real, like a uh, heart and soul pride of the Islanders type type guy. Yeah. And like, there was, su- there was such a fun feeling in that room. because also you got the sense for how many fucking Milan, Yurchina, uh, Mark Eaton,
2: uh, you know, oh my God. You know how
0: how many uh Mark Lawrence uh Jamie Heward New York Islander games that 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 Clark Gillies <laughs> has been know, to has been to that you know there no one is having a good time. Uh like but he's still trying to be there and, and, and be a good supporter. It was nice and I, I just think that uh Clark is a guy that I'm glad to see. And the fact I mean I wasn't at the 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 beer, the, the, the beer game against the Bruins, Beal, uh, Christian Beal, uh, 300 IQ militia member was at that game. And just watching videos of that is just like, that's That's a guy he, he always, he always went, he he always went into the corners, uh, for the fan base in every, in every way. And, And he also was proud to do it. Um,
1: yeah, he's a real, uh, through thick and thin, fuck you. The Islanders rock guy. No yeah. matter what, the Islanders yeah. rock.
0: Right. And, and, uh, but, you know, I, I, so rest in peace, rest in power yeah. to Clark Daly's, Um And, uh, you know, I, I guess to segue to the, the Islanders since then, since our last episode, uh, which got delayed in part uh, oh. because of Mike and. Wow, and, smart decision uh, by me. You
2: guys are frozen for me.
1: Oh, oh we are. Um, I can still. I can. Can you still hear us? What do I do? Hmm. Okay,
2: we're good. I'm good now.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so I, uh, you I'm know, just it, kidding. <laughs> we might as I, we might just see because sometimes we think it it, it glitches, but it, it in, in the like master, it's okay. It's been fine for me. Um, yes. But. uh, uh and chat.
2: oh no okay i'm going back i'm back all, all right, right
0: cool sure. so so yeah since since
1: the last episode uh which got delayed because of mike um well smart move by me though because it's uh, because honestly still we're going to be talking about more of the same because the islanders kind of went what did they go three and four since our last Went three
0: and four which which if, if we recorded when we last did would have been four uh two and two but I mean, so
1: they're they're in the same exact spot. We'd be having the same conversation again about a, this.
0: A little bit more tilted in a negative direction, but but uh, so just for for you know record keeping here, it was the, the win against the 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 Coyotes, the, the loss against the the Leafs, uh, the win uh, against the Flyers, yes. uh, loss against the Kings, which I was at, which absolutely sucked. Uh, loss against the the Wild win against the the senators and the first ever they were, they were the recipient of the first ever uh seattle kraken shutout uh which led to a three and four record um rough rough sledding i guess the 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 the, the brief uh just uh, i guess maybe last like clark gillies thing very beautiful the the clark gillies like kind of uh rose leaving memorial setup that they've had for the Isles uh, Hall of Fame in the uh, concourse of, of UBS. Um, it was it was super frustrating that they came out the way that they did against the the Leafs. But um...
2: dude, that would have been such a big W. You know what I mean? Especially against the Leafs, especially like in the context of that game and everything. Like oh my god, it killed me, dude. Were you there? I, nah, no, nah, I wasn't at that game. Didn't work that one, but they watch it on TV. It suffer through it like the rest of us, and they. I don't. I thought like maybe you know there'd be some magic, you know what I'm saying? But
0: yeah, not enough. And especially, especially when Parise got that, that, that cool. sick goal that 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 sick backhand roof.
2: Did backhander over the over the shoulder? Yeah, insane.
0: But, I mean, it's life is bad th- throughout throughout <laughs> th- throughout these games. I mean, like it it's just to, to focus on anything. It's like the, the only games where they they've had like a remote um, in any of those games, it's kind of a microcosm of the season. Uh, The only games where they had any offensive remote offensive push at all was against uh, the Arizona coyotes and the, and the Philadelphia flyers, you know, like, like, yeah, where, Uh And, and it's just, it's, uh, to me, I don't know where, where, if anybody wants to choose on on, on where to start anything in particular, because there's so much to not like, and I'm trying to not be, (laughs) there's so much to not like, and I'm trying to not be redundant in context of the too many aisles podcast that, that exists.
1: I, I usually play the part of the uh, of the optimist when it comes to this kind of stuff but good, I,
0: I, he's the good he's the cop whereas I'm not a cop that, that, that's that kind of the role. role I'm cool cool guy Mike, Mike is Mike is, the, Mike is the the white cop that tries to go to the neighborhood type Ooh. of guy How
1: yeah. does this analogy work this analogy is insane
0: <laughs> I said it. I have free speech so you know if you have a problem okay. with
1: that I have a second amendment that I What can, I was what I was gonna say is I usually play the part of the optimist. Desmond, you usually play the part of I don't want to say the pessimist, but um, you, cool, freak smart. I'll freak you freak out. I don't freak out, you freak out a little play, easier.
2: I would play the role of the person who wants to die because of the islanders. Uh,
1: that's I wanted to ask basically what what you feel about this season, you know. I, obviously as in comparison to the last two, but how you feel they're going right now, and and like if you have any thoughts on. Maybe not quick fixes. Yeah, maybe quick fixes or like retools or any, any thoughts on anything
2: regarding right, well, this. I'm just gonna ask you, I want your guys' opinion first. Why do you, why are they bad? Are we blaming COVID for the the record this year? Like did that mm. first string of like COVID sicknesses, like do you think that killed the team? Like I don't think that they were they didn't start the season too hot. It's a perfect
0: it. storm, I think. I think COVID, well, why did they come out so weak? I don't get it. So,
1: so I, I think that, I think that COVID does have part to uh, like it, its own blame and all of this, like Desmond was saying, it's kind of a perfect storm. The road trip obviously sucks, but it was, they, you're right. They didn't come out hot, but also it wasn't like they really hit a losing streak until COVID kind of infiltrated after that wild game. That wild game was kind of a turning point. That was the start of a pretty rough losing streak. But it was at the end of the road trip where they had the potential to either finish 500 or a little over 500. And I think anyone would have been happy with that. So so in a lot of ways, I can't blame the road trip because I don't even think they played. They they didn't play, like you said, coming out of the gates hot. But I don't think they, they fumbled it on the road trip until COVID hit them. And then obviously COVID hit them. No games postponed. They have to play with half an AHL roster, and then injuries to fucking Pollock mm. to Paul Mary, who I know is uh, is off to a rough start, but doesn't help. He stinks. stinks.
2: <laughs> Guy needs to cut his fucking eyebrows. <laughs> That's He's how we. Up, shoot.
1: You're weighing him down, For real. So. So, so yeah i i kind of think that COVID is a little bit to blame injury obviously all teams have to fight through injuries and it's it's a go-to excuse for but you know you know ryan pollock is in in the eyes of someone like in the you know some people pete judge in specific says that ryan Pollock's the best player on this team which <laughs> i don't know if i necessarily agree with but he is he is adamant that ryan Pollock is the number one best islander on the team yeah so,
2: uh- I trust Pete's opinion a lot when it comes to hockey maybe he, he sees something that we don't
1: yeah
2: but I don't know about I think there's another guy that plays the same position as Ryan Pullock that's a
1: little better I agree with you I I couldn't and and that's no slight against Ryan Pulak I just think that it's just Andy Green is so good <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I I will take no green slander he's been Andy Green is a rock um But either way, I I think that COVID started it, and then it is a a, you know just like a domino effect of things. But you know, it's hard to like we can we can talk about that and justify that amongst ourselves. They probably will you know they're probably justifying it amongst themselves in the room. So and and for me, I I think I
0: think part of the the issue is uh, it's also that Lou 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 Lou, Lou whiffed uh, in places that, that he uh, the places that, that he uh, whiffed on like the, the left defenseman um, ha- has hurt more than they thought it would. And the, co- the, the conversation about scoring, I, I can understand to some extent that they didn't bring in a score, but they, they did like to me, they did. And, and, and they, and they retained scores. The problem is, under a mix of underperformances. And I think trots, not, uh, not necessarily moving. I think uh, Lou not giving trots all the pieces that he should have. And some of the pieces that, that um, he had haven't been what they, what they, you know, were uh, expected to be like when, when the Islanders re-signed Mary, my thought was, all right, Cool. I wasn't I didn't love it I liked it but my, my thought was all right he better be 30 goal like he, th- he better be 30 goal Kyle Palmieri he better him and him and Anders Lee better be just eating up uh power play power play goals like crazy um and uh and you know the the pieces that, and people like pieces that were retained like Bovillier you know one of the one of the the expectations and hopes was Bovillier was going to become a like 25 ish goal guy. And, and he just doesn't, he doesn't execute. I mean, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the the macro of this season and also like specifically what what's happened since this last episode right now. So the Islanders also just for record keeping Islanders are 16, 17, six uh, at the break with Mick, uh, which puts them 17 points out. Um, and it's like I also think another part of, of the, the picture here is being 500 at less than halfway through the season, or being just a game under 500 NHL 500, usually wouldn't feel as daunting as it is this season, where everybody that's good in the East is fucking like really good, a machine, yeah. and every <clears throat> team that is bad is the Montreal Canadiens or, or or like Philadelphia Flyers or Buffalo Sabers, like. The Islanders feel like, I, I think, so the Islanders have this, like, they have a, a hill that is, again, it almost kind of mirrors that, that beginning. They came home even with the the injuries and COVID starting to take hold at the end of, and and the weird flow of that road trip being so long that they had periods where they were back on home. the island for like five yeah. days and then had to fly again, which maybe also factored into their, their COVID out, outbreak in the amount of just like, disorientation yeah. of having you know road trips and home lifestyle and and not but I I think I think uh you know I, I think within within the games they've lost I feel like there have been a couple times to- like there have been um you know in, in, in that, that Toronto game in particular it was they were down two one and they were weren't getting much going but then uh was it Beauvilliers that had that out and out breakaway from like the red line in or blue line in that he just didn't do shit on or, or like a two-on-one that he didn't complete. It's there's the, the, the execution hasn't been there uh, for, for players that, that have gotten time. And then, I mean, if we want to get into it, the allotment hasn't been great. That that's manifested in, you still have Chara and green playing every game. Uh, and I don't think Chara has been as bad as he's been to start,
1: to start the season. It was rough. And then I, you know, and then people take hold of that thought and it's forever going to be Chara sucks. He's the worst player on the team. You know, everything he does is I should say everything he does is bad. Chara sucks. Everything he does is bad, which is, it's not true. I think, I I think he's the worst player. I think he's the worst player on the team for sure. In um, context,
0: in context, his responsibility, I think, I think I think I, Matt, I, Matt, know, I think man. Matt Martin's I think Matt Martin's worse, but Matt Martin doesn't get trusted as much as as the
1: does. That's a I, good point. I,
2: Matt Martin does suck.
1: He's he, his <clears> skating <throat> has definitely uh, taken a it's bit. Of unreal. Fun. It's unreal.
2: It's <laughs> unreal. Uh, yo, for real, I should not be better to, better at skating than Matt Martin.
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely and I, right. And I
2: am, dude, it scares me.
1: <laughs>
0: it frightens like, me. And yeah. they like they removed like a bone in his like ankle or something. <laughs> like it's just like I just fucking I did they did, it. did they sign the contract last year or before last year? Are they like is before? This like, before? Yeah, okay. it was before. Okay. It was
1: before. And he and and honestly, the last two deep runs, they've not they've gone. You know, they've gone on. He's been good, and that's yeah. why he got the contract, and that's why Kyle Palmieri got his contract because oh, guess what? When people were in the playoffs, that's when they get paid. Yeah. So and, they're, and, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so no, and uh, so basically, what you're saying about Chara, yeah, maybe maybe. I no, I don't think he's the worst player on the team, and and I don't think that he's been necessarily bad. But you know, is is not going to play a perfect 60 minutes, especially at the age that he's at. You know, a perfect I shouldn't say 60, but you know, a perfect uh however however long that trust puts him on the ice. Um, and and I know that like the big. uh in terms of allotment, like, and, and on, on on that same note, Chara, I think that Andy Green is a rock. I, I, I don't think I've seen Andy Green play a bad game as an Islander. Swear to God. I, every time, it, like, he makes good, quick decisions. There's a couple little, you know, there's a, a little fluffs here and there. No one's perfect. I, I've never seen a perfect hockey player before, but I've got no complaints about Andy Green at all. And And I'd love to have him back next year as a seventh defenseman. Would love it actually. He is he for a guy that's been that solid. I, I would love to have him back. Um, and then I know that the big uh, you know uh the, the kind of uh big talking point about the the allotment issue is Oliver Walsh from not playing as, you know as much as people think that he should. But I also kind of I I err on the side of trusting the people who are paid millions of dollars to develop these players. And like, I trust Barry Trotz as a coach and as a guy who, who probably knows how to handle someone like Oliver Wallstrom. And I, this goes back to what I, what I say about every coach in the league. If you, I, I I always say this, if you go on, if you go on Twitter and you look at the team posts, the starting lineup for whatever game, any team uh, and look through the replies, there's always going to be a few people that are like, why is this, idiot starting you know x over x he doesn't like to play the young guys it's it's kind of just how hockey is played and and when you're younger you get a shorter leash and and Oliver Wallstrom who hasn't been great lately and I have I have a I have a jersey of his I would love for him to to be playing more and for him to be playing (coughs) great but he, he hasn't been he has been he's been scoring goals but you know uh I know that. And I know that's a big part of the game, but I, I kind of trust the, the development process for him. How old is he? 23 uh, or 20? 20, I think 22. Okay, great. She's 22. He's wow. going to be really good. He's going to be really good in a couple of years. And I think that he it's going to part partly be to do with, it's going to partly be because of what, uh, how he's being handled and like disciplined to a certain extent, like, I don't know. I I'm I fully err on the side of of siding with uh, Barry Trotz there.
2: I hope. I just hope they keep uh, Wallström in on the team. You know what I mean. I'm so afraid of them losing him and some other guys. Because Wallström is not even close to being a fully realized um, yeah. player. Because we all know he has potential. Like, like he went on like a few, like I think the first full season he had we had with the team. I mean when he got called up wasn't a full mm-hmm. season he had a bunch of goals and he looked really good and he's got arguably the best shot on the team.
0: Oh, by far, by far.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So.
0: He has the best shot on this team. I think like literally in, in my Islanders have had over the years, they've had guys that are like, they have had guys that are finishers, but they haven't had a guy like him that can station, stationary from the tops of the circles easily just just yeah. rip rip from, from distance score uh with with relative ease i mean to your point i worry that um and to push back on mike a bit uh on his wrong opinion um well i well um i'm talking excuse me uh, <laughs> uh it's uh i just think like i get i, I agree that i don't think I understand why Trots is doing what he's doing in part, because like, I think, I think there are different things. People are, are annoyed that, that, that he gets treated differently than, than vets, which, which I, I agree. I, I think that that's fucked up. But I also think part of why he's treated the way he is, is that he has, he has a higher expectation and he has not, the way I put it, like the way I've been thinking about it, he has not yet achieved with consistency, the ability of uh, like to be given, I think a little bit more leash. And the comparison is like, cause everyone talks about you want him with Barzell. And I get that, I get that, I get that stylistically. Mm-hmm. But the flip of that is like Barzell has uh, proven over time that, that his skills out, uh, outperform his fuckups, uh, and and he he's executed. Um, and what's different with Wallstrom over Barzell in, in in that like in that mindset is that Wallstrom, his game is is finishing right. His game is 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 scoring. Yeah. And yet yes, he does do that. But I also think as and and he's he's their second highest goal scorer. Right. That, that's great. the the the, i guess the issue still is though is that um i can understand where where barry's come just from watching you know his scoring is what it is and he's had this that like what 13 that that goal that he had against the uh against the the wild was his first in 13 games you know like and he's had how many times have the islanders had their their setup uh uh on the power play where they do get him the puck and he fucking fires it like a, a million feet wide and it, and it clears the zone. And then couple that with these like nonchalant giveaways in, in, in the, in the neutral zone and, and the defensive zone, I can understand where Trotz has come from. Cause to me, I bet you, if, if three or four of those, those misses that he had in the, in that 13 game span, if those go in maybe there's a little bit more of a oh, yeah. but so so i get where trotz is coming from there but at the same time to what what seb is talking about i think trotz needs to loosen up a bit about about this because like i thought the fucking comment the way he downplayed Wallstrom's diving effort to get that goal was what that definitely crossed the line so that mixed with the getting picked ninth in the shootout, like we said, last episode, now, it, th- that's built a case for, to me, like, okay, I think Trot's I think Trotz honestly is going through something. I mean, like, I think, I think the stress of this year has built, built up for him. I think probably the personal life stress of losing his mom. I think, I think it, it has not been an easy year for Barry on a professional or personal level. So like, I, I think all of that, I, I think, his job, like I said, with the when it comes to the defensive side, because so much of the, the Islanders' identity over the last three years has been yes, it's been defense, but part of the defensive side of it, and part of w- w- what's worked from it was especially and especially when they that first year once they got Taves, they really became a different team. Was that they had three pairs that could get the puck out of the zone, with and they those don't are the days they don't have that <laughs> they they have one defenseman that really can. And I, th- I like I think I think Pelic can, can move the puck fairly easily, but his game, the reason he's an all-star lol, uh, uh Crazy. Ri- rise, my balding king, rise. Um, he uh like he he's he his game is still shut down. Um yeah. Noah Dobson is the only defenseman that that really like when he has the puck behind the net, I trust that like oh he, uh, he might make something happen here.
1: Rob, Robin Salo will get there, and I think, and I uh, to my to my previous point about Andy Green, I think that Andy Green moves the puck pretty well out of the zone. Yeah, me too. But, he slow, but he's slow. But
0: he's slow. He he it's he, he can pass decently, but he's slow. He's
1: shifting say, in.
0: go ahead. Go ahead, Seb.
2: I would say that they have a few guys who are in the defensive zone that can get the puck, you know, up and out, but. Mm-hmm. I do agree that Noah is the only guy who is, if he's carrying the puck out of the zone, that's the guy who I want doing that. I've seen Pelic do it a couple of times and like, you know, he can get in there. He's a good good skater, but Noah is definitely the fastest defenseman they have. And I think he's the best puck handling defenseman. And I mean, let's just put some respect on Noah Dobson this season, bro. He might be the best. I think he's been the best Islander in the last like 20 games. For yeah.
1: Real. I think it's, I think it's hard to argue <clears throat> that I, Honestly, he is—he has really stepped up in a big way. And yeah, like you're like you were saying, uh, Andy Green, someone like Andy Green, good shifty, and like you, you know, like uh, Desmond said, slow. So it's like, yeah, he can get the puck out of the zone, but like you said, skating the puck out of the zone, Noah Dobson is kind of the only islander that yeah. I trust. Robin Salo will get there. I think that he is still young and will probably have some hiccups when it comes to skating the puck out of the zone and kind of just like um uh, yeah kind of kind of just being smarter about when he how he breaks it out I guess um
0: but- so the game it's and I think all of that is is so like with that in mind it's I think I think all all these things interconnect where this season hasn't been it hasn't been what even I think trots thought it would be
1: and and no and, one on the team man. No one and, on the team and no one who watches hockey either. No yes. one. Not
2: it, a single person in the universe thought it would go like this.
1: Yeah, dude. It's and it's like uh, even even <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, dude. Even all the haters that like from previous from previous seasons, you know, the last two seasons, three seasons or so. Uh, they they finally came around and we're like, "You know what? I think they're going to be good. They'll probably win the division." You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think so. So I think part of it is just like
0: a specific tactic issue, like the tactical loss of the Islanders not being able to um, just like uh, the Islanders being hemmed in their zone way too much and not having the not not getting the because part of that, like all that leads to them being hemmed in their zone too much leads to them giving up the first goal goal too often leads to now an offensive group that I think is built with a lot of good, not great, like uh, B plus ceiling uh, players um, with, you know, I, with, with Matt Barzell may, maybe being, being an exception. Um, and, and, you know, if, if, if Wallstrom can again, like refine, because everybody's thinking that Wallstrom's going to, it is, He's the winger that, that the Islanders need. And I think that's why I don't want to trade him unless it's a guy that has been a proven that guy, like, you know, regularly, I don't want to trade him, but he isn't, it's, he's not definitely an Ovechkin clearly he's clearly not definitely
1: Ovechkin. No one is. He's not not even a Tarasenko. I would say right now. Do you really think they're going to, is there any thought in your head that they're going to trade him? In the next couple of years, my my point my point is that there needs to be a, a pretty
0: serious putting of heads together between Trotz, Lou, and ownership about what like what's gone on this year. Because I get why they built the team the way they did, because frankly, the, the proof of concept kept kept working and kept improving. So how do you not you don't you don't want to overreact to this season? But no. I also but but I also think. I, I don't think you want to underreact to it, and I, I think, I think every consi- tool, You're
1: I think tool. consider.
0: So I think considerations need to be made, and and to me, part of it is like, you know, part of it overall. A, a phrase that gets brought up um, sometimes, I've heard it on uh, the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast for the way like hockey people sometimes talk about roster building, and it's like, you know, the, uh, they are the guys that get you there, and the guys that get you through, and I think. The with, with the roster construction, they, you know, in the keeping of the, of the fourth line, in the, uh, in the, the re-signing of, of Palmieri for stylistic, you know, th- this overall talk about the Islanders are built for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that all made sense, but I think like uh, the loss of guys, uh, uh, the loss of Eberle and Letty, Let- those are two guys that were guys that I think would frustrate you in in their playoff performances um pretty, more letty than everlay
1: i was gonna say yeah yeah because but but, but
0: but yeah. i think i think those were guys that like uh get you get you there having those in context of having overall solid players throughout around and even just getting back to stylistic those were guys that that zone entries they'd be able to get which like at the very at the at, at, at the bare minimum, I mean this is fucking redundant to zone entry, but like literally just getting the puck in into the other zone, I, I think it 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 helps uh minimize the amount of wear and tear that the islanders' defensive players and, and defense has to have. And just that 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 psychological stress that, that the islanders are now under from always being in the Sorry. zone. Oh, serious. Sorry. The government was listening to me on my, uh, on my watch. Um, But uh, I I just think that, that, and I mean, we haven't brought up the goalies that much, but I think, I think uh, the goalies, there's not that much to complain about. Uh, Sorokin's game has dipped a little bit, but I think that's a bit unsurprising to me with just the overall state of the team and, and, and uh, him still kind of being, I mean, I, I know he's 26, but it's also like he's still, uh, to me, I, I still view him within his first year of of being a pro because he didn't he yeah. didn't do yeah. AHL stuff. He didn't do any of that. Uh, he had no onboard. His onboarding was Cal Clutterbuck hitting Varlamov <laughs> in the throat. Last year. And then and
2: getting then, absolutely railed by the Rangers.
0: and, yeah, and that uh, was a rough
1: game. But,
0: but then building himself up. And I, I, so I think, you know, I'm, uh, Varlamov, like – Varlamov has let in his softies. That fucking Kings game was fucking brutal being there. But like overall, he's not, no. he isn't, he isn't the problem to me when, when fucking. Absolutely not. Because when, when you, Anthony Beauvillier is, is, you know, only scoring against the, the, the Montreal Canadiens and,
1: and, uh, Senators. and Coyotes and Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. Right. Varlamov. Sorokin certainly isn't the problem and he's going to build and, and get better and better. Varlamov isn't the problem either. Because if you kind of average out In his last, I don't know how many starts Five, six starts, he's let up You know, an average of less than Two goals a start, you know what I mean? Yeah uh, So he should probably win more than half of those Right? But he's he hasn't yeah, you know, Because the team should be scoring ne- They need to be scoring Three goals When yeah. when your goalie lets in one to two Th- that, yeah. That's how you win games Bovary sucks <laughs> Well that guy's
2: that guy's a fucking fraud, man. <laughs> I've been I've been in his corner for so long, ever since he joined the team. Like ever since you know he came to the islanders, he's been like, you know, an everyday player. That guy is a fucking fraud. When is when is the time? When is the time? When is I, it gonna happen? You're I, a grown ass man. Score some goals.
0: Well, Come I on, I I, th- I think it comes down to like it, it comes down to roster building. And I think maybe like this is just kind of like, again, that that honest like there needs to be the the exit interviews for this season are going to be pretty, pretty wild, I think, um, because like to me, I, I think in cases like Bo, he, I don't think he I, I it's a mix of I think he I don't think he outright sucks. But I, I, I feel like I personally now feel like I've seen enough and he's gotten time. I don't think he's a sec- I don't think he's a second line player.
2: No way. I no way! A, but watch him go to another team and score thirty goals.
0: I think he's a great. Th- I think he's a great third liner, and I, 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 I think you keep him. But I, I, to me, I see him. I like sim. Like imagine if, uh, you had the third line was like Bovillier, uh, Bovillier, Bailey, rather than, you know, uh, yeah, r- rather than Bovillier and like Bailey. <laughs> You know, fucking
2: God, send him (laughs) to the fucking moon.
0: (laughs) Bailey's had a rough year, although he also is. It might be a you know, this is an interrelated thing. He is their third highest scorer or, or second highest scorer on the team, but it's also arguable that that's that's the problem, especially with how he's playing. That he is still like
1: I and and with with talking about Josh Bailey, I think it's uh it's my civic duty to bring up and clown on the guy who created a twitter to literally sift through game footage clip all of josh bailey's mistakes and then and then compile them and post them game by game it's got to be a lonely existence if in your free time you're doing that that is crazy yeah that's 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 insane just go outside just go outside and do anything anything Maybe not anything, but go it's, outside.
0: It's just wild to like watch and then go. Okay, yeah, that's one. Like, what, what, yeah, like to, you to get psyched to, about does he time, it. does he time stamp it? It's,
1: uh,
2: it's truly like, truly preying on Josh Bailey's downfall.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's not that's something as you know, as an Islander fan, you shouldn't be doing. You sh- like like you said, like we're being critical of the team and we're saying you know, like oh, bavilia has got to get it together. Josh Bailey, send him to the moon. But all in all you know, we want them to do well, this guy, yes. this guy, this guy wants, wants them to not succeed. So that way he can, I don't know, gloat about how he was like, I knew it. They're bad. And I knew it. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> get that much. It's, it's like, it's a miserable existence. It's gotta be, but uh, yeah, like, you know, I, the, the criticisms are all valid and uh, yeah, the, the, the criticisms are all valid and like you said, you don't want to overreact, but you don't want to underreact. And what uh, back to kind of what you were saying, Sab, about uh, watch Anthony Bavilla get traded and score 30 goals on another team. I kind of have that same gut feeling too. Uh, and I, I think that maybe the, you know, not so easy, uh, a uh, fix to that is what kind of Desmond is saying, and put him on the third line, so he's got more room of playing against a, a you know competition that is a little bit more watered down in you know his assignments, I guess. Um, and and the expectation also kind of falls a little bit, but that that might help him put more pucks in the net. I don't know. Um, that's that's why I think it is a retool. It's not a. It's uh, clearly you know for a team that is. You know, still going to be fighting to the end of the season to get into an eighth spot, I think. Uh, and a team that is, uh, you know, gone to
0: to Conference so Finals.
1: Brutal. It's a it's a retool more than anything. I know it's brutal, but it's brutal. But here's why it's here's
0: why it's brutal is is that I I agree with you, but the problem is the problem is the math, the the math and the culture and just sports in general. Teams don't players don't tank organizations will tank but players don't so they're going to play hard and it's going to be that's going to weigh on that's a a continual like weighing on their fucking their minds as they're like forever not able to, to scale this mountain and like the problem is is that part of what 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 uh makes a retool work is knowing knowing and trusting who you are going to slot up that you have currently and who you are going to get out and i think because of the fact that the island is going to play to the end, they probably won't be mathematically out of it until like the late March. three games, some shit like that. Late March or so. I, I think it might be early than that, but still, it, it'll be what? a while. And to me, what's frustrating about that, I almost wish they would, if they could offload some, some pieces that they think are just not going to, if there are pl- pieces that they, they identify are not going to be part of it, I'd rather them offload them to find out um, what what they have in guys like to me, like, it has to be like, uh, shit or get off the pot season with bellows? Like at this point, there's been enough. He's gotten playing time. He's he'll have a couple of good games and then he'll just be a complete non-factor. They need to find out like whether he's worthwhile at all anymore. I, I, I frankly would like for them to, um, find out how much, uh, I, I don't think he's gonna get called. Like, I think at some point in this season, uh, and like, I'd also like to calling up players before you're mathematically out. Like, that's what I would like to see. I don't know if it's gonna happen though. I don't think it's gonna happen. But my point yeah. is, that's what's frustrating to me is that is is that the effect is if you don't call up like a guy like Simon Holmstrom or Balduck, uh, you know, it, like if you don't like give Bellows like a, a an endless you know ride, is that you you won't know. Because when players play well, it's always I'm always leery of guys that get called up and play well when the season is already over. We've been Islander fans. We've seen that forever. Thought Jeff Tambellini. Thought Jeff Tambellini was going to be <laughs> the sniper Tambaline. of the future. Turns out he <laughs> fucking sucked. Oh my God. <laughs> so like that's my that, that's my fear and like my frustration about about the way I, I see the season possibly going is I agree that a retool is afoot, but part of what makes a retool work is having a pretty thorough uh like self-appraisal of of what your what the pieces that you have are and where you want to move them. Because let's say Bellows goes off. Okay. That then then you could more reasonably trust Anthony uh utilizing Beauvillier as an asset. But I don't one period I'm, yeah. I'm leery of that but two, yeah. short of a period of him playing well consistently as the Islanders are still in reason like this isn't even reasonable chase mode this is just mathematical like chase yeah. mode I, I I'm, I'm really leery of 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 that and uh, I guess that that's just kind of you know where I'm at with with that.
1: Okay, so yeah, well, let, let's give some final final Islanders thoughts before we pivot to kind of uh, just a couple other league-wide, hockey-wide things uh, before we end. Um, but uh, I, I, I just I'm gonna push back a little bit on what you're saying there and think it, it, in terms of the weighing on players' minds that they're climbing a, a mountain that they can't scale. Um, I kind of think that I kind of think the opposite of that a little bit, and I think that. They are going to probably use the slow start, the COVID stuff. Uh, They're going to kind of use those excuses, especially if they play well towards the end of the season to kind of be like, you know what? Uh, This was kind of a bit of a fluke and a retool is probably what will ignite a a more successful uh, season next year. And and I think that uh, the players themselves will probably be, will probably be pretty fired up if they kind of come really close i don't think it will be demoralizing i think it will probably be a fuck you know let's let's go next next year is going to be sick thing i don't think it's going to be something that like weighs on them if they can't uh if they can't make it uh and and uh grab that final wild card because i i, I think that they'll probably be like you know what we would have, if not for X, X and X, you know, which is not a normal thing in a normal season. So you know what? We probably should have been there. So we're going to be there next year. I think that retooling looks something I, I, it's tough to say what retooling looks like. Um, and it's funny. I've, I've been wanting to talk a little bit about Zach Parise, uh, the entire episode, uh, because he is a guy that I see people being like, well, you trade Zach, you trade, you know, Whoever people on one years whatever, and in my head I'm like I don't want them to trade Zach Parise. I kind of want Zach Parise to stay along for the ride and then sign another one year next year with the Islanders, uh, with the mindset of like maybe he's a new fourth liner, you know, maybe he takes Matt Martin's spot on the fourth line, um, and I I I kind of and he maybe he sees this season as a bit of a fluke because I like the way that he plays and I like his his presence on the team he rocks dude he he gives it his all and i know that he hasn't been you know producing but i think that that's going to change a little bit because he's doing all the all the little things right um yeah uh, but you know that's obviously not the a big picture retool thing but it, it is a little something you know uh, pivoting to having resigning someone like zacharice putting him on the fourth line and then yeah you have to you have to kind of you have to kind of make a, a little bit of a swing with someone like uh a Bouvillier or something like that but obviously get something back in return that makes sense or sign a ufa which i know is a is a fucking usually a bad thing um but there's a couple that could kind of push the needle uh in a johnny Goudreau or a phil forsberg that like are relatively interesting because they don't have that big um that's the thing about a lot of these free agents, right? A lot of the unrestricted free agents that that hit UFA are guys like Andrew Ladd and Kylo Cosa, who are bigger frames and, like, play a more heavy game. Philip Forsberg and Johnny Goudreau are more skilled, finesse guys, and they tend to age better if they stay healthy. So taking a swing at someone like that as a UFA is something that I mind a little bit less than taking a swing at, you know, someone who – is, you know, on the wrong side of 30 or the wrong side of his late 20s, I should say, um, who is a, a bit more of a physical presence, but also pots goals. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how it all plays out, but I don't think you hit the panic button. You hit the retool button and see how next year goes. Or, and, and, and here's the other thing too. I'm not fucking... I, I know that it's a long shot, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my house on the islanders missing the playoffs this year. I wouldn't You're, bet my house on it. You are such a
0: fucking desmond, desmond. Kill. I, oh my god.
1: Okay, if someone if if I had if all I had to my name, if let's say I had one thousand dollars to my name, you are state propaganda. If if I had one thousand dollars and that's all I had, and I just and someone was like, You give me that one thousand dollars. I'll give you two thousand back when the Islanders missed the playoffs this year. I'd be like, I'm gonna hang on to the thousand, even though I know it's probably probably gonna happen because I don't know. You never know. You're, you're fucking
0: gonna, dumb, buddy. I think that's your ga- I think that, I think that's your gambling addiction talking. Actually, you're growing. Yeah, that's, you're that's wrong. That's that fan
2: duel.
1: <laughs> I am. I uh, I'm on uh, I'm I a. I'm a full blown
2: addict too, but goddamn.
1: I'm, so, on Draft Kings. I'm on DraftKings. I'm on DraftKings stuff. But, and before, I, dude, dude, I was betting on tennis the other day. Won hundred bucks on tennis the other day.
0: But before Six we days. transition out of this, uh, and that's you're psychotic. You're, bet, you're okay. betting on tennis. Before I transition, I just want to posit something to to Seb. Uh, okay, which would you? If the, we talk about Islanders retooling, and a lot of that involves something something that that has been part a, a player that's been a part of this team for a while coming probably out of the forward crew cuz what which, which do you think would be a net the po- be, the be better the better route for retooling factoring in both productivity on the ice but also all that seemingly ho- like hockeyism bullshit but seem also somewhat true in the room shit trading somebody from the middle six uh, like a either a guy that has more value because they're younger, like Bovillier, or a guy with decent value but less because they're older, like Bailey, has been there forever, or kind of just jettisoning most, if not all, of the fourth line.
2: Uh, get rid of Bovillier. I think I don't think the rest of the league knows that he's as big of a fraud as I do. So you could probably pull one over another GM's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Peter Trudel is
1: uh, Peter it, is in the uh, in in the finalists to uh, be the GM of the Blackhawks. So let's go. I see. I see what you're doing here, Seb.
2: Yeah, you know, I think Bovila definitely has the most value. Like I said, people think he's good at hockey, and he is. You know. You know what's crazy about it? Like being a hockey player myself, you can tell like when you show up to a ring that. Someone is good by the way they skate, right? Because skating oh. is everything in hockey. When Bill yeah. really skates, he looks really good. Like, yeah. he's got a good stride. He's got a good stance. You know what I mean? He looks good with a stick in his hand. You got know what I mean?
0: Ba- his, his, it's, it's weird. His skating stride is, like, so good. Yes. But, but, like...
2: And then you it would make you think that he can score goals in professional hockey league. And he can't. So that's pretty crazy. But you we know
1: don't know that. You know, you know what's kind of crazy about that? I, I I, like that analogy, and I wonder how, like, how baseline some scouts who go to games, NHL scouts who go to games, you know, scouting out trade partners, look at that and, and kind of have that mindset, right? That are just like, man, this guy can skate. All right, let's go. You know, they watch three games on the road or something like that. You know, I'm sure there's – obviously that's not all that goes into – a a trade but uh yeah i don't know i wonder the way
0: you skate is huge you know
1: i wonder (laughs) how baseline it gets with some scouts that are just like man this guy can skate let's take the chance
0: i think he comes from that same uh i made this comparison before i'll keep it it, because it keeps uh, becoming more apparent to me this is the type of player he is and it's it's still a, a quality NHL caliber, but not a guy that you build it fuck or you, that you like be like this. He seems like more of a, a guy that you at kind of a perfect trade deadline type piece, uh, depth middle six guy and kind more, of score third line guy, uh, third line on a great team, which is that like he he kind of feels very Michael Grabner, Jason Blake esque great skaters mm-hmm. that Jason I think. Blake don't know don't don't read the game particularly well like don't have a great hockey iq and like they can snipe but I, it's almost by virtue of them just like being so fast and like sometimes they're shooting and the the goalie isn't reacting to where they're shooting from because of how fast they're skating yeah. uh and the less they think about like the Bovillier goal uh, to close out the coliseum that goal was what it was. Cause he didn't have time to do anything, but shoot it. The second he got it, that was it. Yeah. He, it was, it was passed it to him by, by Gudrell and he just fucking whipped it off his stick. He didn't think, cause anytime he has, to, he knows he has to shoot or anytime it's a, it's a, a, de- a developing play that has some juice to it and the puck ends up on his stick. It almost, if it's a one timer, it's wired a million feet wide if it's a play where he's like cutting to the middle and ripping it, it goes right into the the goalie's chest. Like it's and and yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's a good that's a good pick for that reason. It's just I worry, I worry
1: uh, that he goes to another team and scores thirty goals. No, I
0: worry I worry more culture wide uh, culture wise, like how that affects Barzell and some of the other younger the the few younger guys on the team that that I imagine that you want to build around that you want to have a, a long window, build a long window around, uh, because this year's gone. And which means anybody that's near or, or past 30, every, every new season is a bit of a, a dice roll. Um,
1: yeah. Um, and, uh, I also kind of think one last final thought on that. Um, the the jettisoning of the of the fourth line i would assume that you mean other than cases is he guess because he's he's here with that contract and you know for what's worth he he skates well he's he's a he's a presence um i think he hasn't had a
0: good year i i also think he'd he'd have a tradable contract if you wanted if you want like even even with the length i could see
1: maybe yeah i could
0: see but i mean i I think all of that's on the table because coming back with a Zarnick uh parise johnston Fourth line to me is is fine.
1: You I wonder if Cal Clutterbuck resigns.
0: I don't think you I, I think he, he'll get too much money. I also think some team could very much would overpay for him at the deadline.
1: Sure, but he probably likes being Brian either. Burke.
0: You're talking bright you tell me Brian Burke wouldn't wouldn't be all over that. Cal Clutterbuck picks Penguin. Wow. But um yeah. So I we we we've gone a little long, but I I, I wanted I, I still think yeah. we should we should give as much time to this as we need because one Let's, of the many things that that yeah. has happened since we last recorded was uh, the huge uh, Jacob Panetta Jordan Subban uh, racial gesture uh, controversy the which happened days after the AHL's, uh, 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 Boko Imama, uh, uh, incident where, where Boko Imama was the, the recipient of, of a, uh, overt, uh, racial gesture that, that, that yielded a, I think, 30 game suspension, was it?
1: He probably, yeah. And in the, in the, in the AHL. That looks light, especially after,
0: after what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, so I, it just, it, you know, it's weird because in the, in the time since then, that's that story has gone in so many directions from the first video to the Jordan Subban uh, commenting to PK commenting to Jordan, uh, to, to Jacob uh, Panetta uh, making the, the, the video of his perspective on it to the suspension to the player, the, 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 to Panetta's teammates uh, saying that the reason they didn't jump in, it was because they didn't want to take the penalty and that they don't think it was racist and, and hope that, that the Subans will, will come to the table more like it's that that's gone in so many directions, but I just wanted to thank one, Seb, thank you for, for, for coming on this episode for. Being Because it's been so frustrating for me uh, being around hockey. I mean, obviously with a staple article, um, like I, I, I've been, I, I voiced my, my frustration with racism in hockey and hockey culture. Um, and, and it, but it's also been frustrating with podcast hockey podcasts talking about this. And it just, it, it, it just, and hockey, twitter everything everything about this the hockey world is always it just constantly part of why these issues permeate it's always white people talking about all of this talking about it in in a in a defensive manner and even in a you know quote unquote ally manner where where it just it, so much of the conversation feels so weird to me because it is all people that only I think get engaged in this stuff in culture war and in, in culture war discourse and 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 uh, in in detached culture war discourse where they are not the people that have had to be the minorities in these spaces and it's been super frustrating to to just experience so I, I'm Seb, thank you for being part of it and also uh, you know we had this be later on the episode, we, we discussed right before going on whether we want this before or after, but it's been super, another fr- frustrating part for me is that uh, marginalized voices in hockey only get to talk really when whatever their culture is, 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 is aggrieved. And then they get to, then hockey brings them up. And so now it's this, it, it almost like reinforces this like um, victim for lack of a better word, like a victimhood constant framing where like we don't get to be, we we get like, you know, we should also get to be the shit posters. You know what I'm saying? So that's so, why, you know, I'm glad that that's why we wanted to have the hockey bullshit conversation before we got to the more serious stuff because it's super frustrating when you only get to talk in some serious, uh, you know, dark terms. But I I, I wanted to to, you know, bring that up. And I I don't know how, you know, um, I guess I wanted to let you kind of speak on any of, any of, uh, any of that this year has been horrible with that. Um, I mean, it's been horrible with that, not just this year, but the, the, the way this has become more um, mainstream to talk about the more like aggravating, honestly, it's been to talk about, but it feels like if it's being talked about, I'd want people that have most experienced it to speak on it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy because, like, three of us are, like, real hockey fans. And, um, you're, like, we keep up with what's going on in hockey, like, outside of the NHL to a certain degree. I'm sure varying degrees. degrees. Um, so, like, something like this is not that crazy to hear about um, in hockey. Usually, though, it's coming from, like, I don't know, like Russia or somewhere crazy, Eastern Europe. You know what I mean? So for it to happen here, especially to, like, someone who's a part of, like, a very prominent hockey family like the Subans. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, like, I think it's... I think, in a way, like, if there's any positives to take away from this... um, And I think there are several positives to take away from it. One of them is that since it is happening to a Suban brother, and it is happening in the U.S., um, and it is happening to players who, like, you know, at one point will end up in the AHL, NHL, whatever, it's more in, like... North American hockey fans' faces. You know what I mean? Cause you can scroll over a Twitter article about some dude in, you know, the Ukraine or Estonia, you know, doing a monkey gesture. But like you you read this happened to Jordan's like PK's brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bigger deal to people and like it sucks that, that like a name is what would make people care more, but that's just, you know, fact of the matter. Um yeah, and Desmond, I've never thought of it like that where you were saying that, like, you know, people of color minorities don't really get to talk about hockey a lot unless it is in some, like, serious tone or, like, um, in, like, a, oh, hockey saved my life type of way, like the thing that is doing, which I think is really cool. Like, I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to take away from that. But again, like, I don't know, like... How often do you see just like, you know, hockey players of color just be like, yeah, I uh, come from a different part of the world than Europe and I like hockey and this is a funny thing that I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's kind of rare, unfortunately. Uh, As someone who's played hockey since I'm 10 years old and I still, you know, actively play a lot before, at least before the injury, um, it's always been kind of like when i was younger nothing outside of like a couple dumb things kids would say about like them never seeing like a black hockey player or a you know latin hockey player before it was like like when kids say stuff like that they mean it you know what i mean and like it made me feel weird at the time but thinking back it's like these kids are saying that because they legitimately had never played with someone of color before you know what I mean? And if anything, that's just an issue. That's not them, you know, trying to be jerks to me as a kid. You know what I mean? Um, but as I've gotten older, you know, you definitely hear things in locker rooms that, you know, an open skate at Beth Page rank on a Monday. And, I mean, not for nothing, uh, play hockey with a lot of cops. A lot of cops. You know what I dude, mean? Dude, yeah. A lot of <laughs> uh yeah. you, know, we're, we're, you know, we're from Long Island, bro. Like, cops. Everybody has a cop in their family. Everybody knows a cop. You know what I'm saying? And cops love hockey, and they play it a lot. And um, I I will say, like, I haven't had any, like, one-on-one face-to-face interactions with any of these guys where they've said anything outright offensive to me. But, you know, you can hear jokes that they make that aren't even racially charged that would give you the thought that like yeah if i wasn't here they would be saying some crazy shit right now probably and i don't like that feeling and it makes me uncomfortable and generally like walking so like i recently started playing um I, i do like a open hockey thing on tuesdays at long beach rink right and a friend of mine it's like an invite only type of thing so a friend of mine invited me so i went and i was nervous because it's I knew I was going to be walking into a brand new locker room with a bunch of brand new white old dudes. And that shit makes me nervous, man. Like they're not expect, like when they hear that someone else is coming, they're expecting another like middle-aged or like, you know, like former D2 hockey player kid walking into the doors. And then it's a, I don't know, kind of racially ambiguous, but definitely not white guy with long curly hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whose name is Sebastian Paba, and it makes me nervous because I'm like, I don't know what these guys are gonna be like. Like, what are they gonna talk about? Like, what is the energy? And like, we I don't have to say this, but hockey is like the culture around it sucks, hockey culture sucks, bar stool sucks. I listen to Spitting Chicklets for the interviews, but they suck, you know what I mean? Like,
1: me too, dude. <laughs> I don't know,
2: it, it just sucks. So, it's honestly like it makes me nervous to walk into a locker room. A new one, at least, with new people. But I will say, my Tuesday night crew, they've all proven to me, or at least shown me, that they're great guys. I don't get any feeling that if I wasn't in the room, they'd be saying some wild shit, you know what I mean? For a bunch of, like, middle-aged white dudes who play hockey, they're all right in my book. Um, as far as I know, no cops, so that's pretty dope. And, uh, you know, if any of you guys are listening to this, what's up? Um, but, yeah, the um, the thing with Jordan and – I don't even know the other guys. Panetta, Manetta, Panetta. Who cares? Um, I, I kept up with it to a certain point, but then I just, like, you know, I just let it be. Like, I haven't – like, I didn't even know that his teammates were saying that they didn't get involved, so they didn't take a penalty. That's insane. And, you know, what's crazy is I believe them, which sucks. You know what I mean? I don't want to believe that, but
0: it- – i i think so with regards i thank you for for sharing i i i relate to i mean frankly i have i have come and gone on many hockey teams over the years uh because of uh uh, social let's say social disagreements uh i've gotten into i've gotten into some heated uh arguments with 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 cops that i used to play with uh just, uh, because, um, I'm not a pig. And, uh, and, uh, and it is, uh, it is super frustrating to have to carry that into, into, uh, ha- have to carry that into a sport and have to have to, um, weigh all those dynamics when other people don't, they get to just, come into the rink and that's it and that 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 is a that to me that complication and that complexity uh the the issues themselves permeate in in my opinion because it is so uh dealing with it is so gate kept uh and and so disregarded institutionally in hockey you don't have programmatic efforts of the people that are, that are stakeholders and power brokers in hockey to functionally care about it where like, okay. W- w- with, in context of the Panetta Suban um, controversy is that, okay. A lot of that comes down to what, one of the things has come down to, to a lot of that is this conversation about, uh, uh, intent versus impact, which is something that literally not a single like a uh, uh, middle-aged to old white power broker in, 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 in hockey circles in the NHL, in any of these, these NHL businesses, like comprehends, comprehends at, at all. Like that's where a lot of this comes from. Cause I could understand Panetta saying, I didn't mean, I I could, I could understand him not intending, not saying that I'm not even saying, I'm not, I'm not going to bed for saying that he didn't intend, but I can comprehend a world where where he didn't understand that. All that goes to like the general behaviors around, okay, conversations around racism have, have bubbled up so much. And you have so many racist incidents, proven racist incidents in hockey, not just in semi-professional levels of hockey and professional levels, but youth levels, like a lot of hor- horrific youth level shit yeah. has, has gone on. Then it should be a type of thing where you should have like a, a hockey-wide, like leagues all around the fucking world, conversations about what around, okay, if this sport is a diverse, it is, has has diversity in it and is trying to build more into it, then there needs to be a conversation around what is and isn't cool based off of, based off of those parameters. Um, and like, it's just the, the leagues leagues don't care about that though. You know, the, the way, um, you know, they, that, uh, the hockey diversity Alliance was, was iced out of, of any formal roles with the NHL. Um, you know, that, that then leads to a situation like this where like, so the Subans are one of the league's favorite, that like one of their favorite players. Period. Not even getting into like minority voices, but it definitely helps. And you, uh, it feels like they definitely love having PK to go anywhere. And yeah. the fact that Suban, who has not been part of the HDA, and I'm sure I, I'm not even going to get into hypotheses on why, but sometimes I won- I've wondered if his desire to be to not ruffle the establishment yeah too much is part of that, but then it ends up being because because these things are so pervasive, and it's like whenever these these incidents happen, the, the statements the players always make always talk about like how it's not the first, second, third or 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 fortieth uh, time that they that they've dealt with these things. It's that they've dealt with it so many times and that they're they're tired of it. So it's like it's unsurprising to me. What's it's kind of a, a reflection of the way these these problems permeate, which is that it's it's it it like everything else in America, it gets it gets atomized and individualized as like we all need to do our part to be better blah, blah, blah. And it's like short of stakeholders actually investing in uh things that that bring more people into the game and correcting, which part of that is all sorts of different economic reforms that that Ooh, they're not gonna want to get into, you know, why there isn't generational wealth, and and wh- why there's a struggle for the generational wealth that's required to be able to play hockey. Like why why demographically that doesn't play out has a lot of uncomfortable things that that I think the 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 billionaires that that, that run the league don't want to to get get into as far as uh, capitalism basically.
1: It's fucking, it's fucking um, expensive, yeah. It's fucking expensive and,
0: to play and, hockey. And uh, like, until then, it will always be this individualized thing, which to your point about, like, I think you mentioned Bauer and like it's great that they're doing, it. it's great that they're amplifying. But that still atomizes to me or that still like conveys these problems that we have. It's for lack of a better term a, term, a term that's been used for us is trauma porn. and that like the the the, the, the framing and the the only amplification uh, and, and attention that gets given, to black and brown people in these like traditionally white spaces, is that like this traditionally white space saved them from this uh, yeah. this tragic background, which to me reinforces negative stereotypes and also doesn't engage with why those realities happen in the first place. Yep. Beyond, oh, those had to have been individual choices that led to to that 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 rough upbringing, uh, or it, it, it was merely the it, the individual choices of the people around them in these spaces, and like that then permeates in these players. Who I would it was a player. It was a statement by the players only, and like I for I'm not surprised that that statement exists because it speaks to how individualized this whole thing becomes when this is a systemic issue that does require individual investment, but short of an institutional desire to posit this as things that are important. We're just going to live in these spaces where um, you have overtly obvious, horrifying like racial incidents, and then these ones that are, to some people, are super overt, and to some people are like, is this really such a big deal and like to me it's just like fuck the fact that we're it just permeate yeah it's just a a, it just feels like we're going to be in this loop of of that type of of discourse forever where it's just knee jerk it it just will always be uh, boilerplate knee jerk PR reactions forever without any institutional uh, change well well said. <laughs>
1: um, I,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, and, and that's, you know, I, I think, I don't know, I, if, if Mike, I, I don't know, you you as the white guy here, um, you know.
1: Hey, let me, I'll say a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll say, I'll say a couple of things that, uh, that uh, listening to you guys, what stood out. Uh, Seb, you saying it's tough to go into a locker room um being sebastian Paba, like uh, uh, not another white dude and uh i gotta say it's fucking tough enough going into a locker room of all new guys so that added layer to it is it's kind of fucking insane and something that i have never had to think about another thing that i've never had to think about before dude i have been playing hockey my entire life like since i was five years old I have been playing. I, I've I've played on so many teams. It's insane. I've done a, I've done I've done tournament stuff. I've done I've done a lot of stuff. I have played with one person of color in my entire life on any team. My neighbor Mustafa, who uh, he moved to my neighborhood in the fourth grade, and we just became friends. And I really liked hockey. And he was like, "This hockey thing seems kind of fucking sick." He started to he started to play goalie. And we we played from you know fourth grade on until the end of high school together on so many different teams. He is the only other person of color that I've ever played hockey with on like on a team, that, not counting any kind of pickup stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, this is something that I have thought about even even when I was younger. Some of the shit that he had to deal with was kind of fucking insane because he was from Bangladesh and very much so like. Uh, He didn't have an accent uh, of any kind, like kind of just just spoke like he was from New York. His dad had a bit of an accent. And even just shit that people said about his dad was like, this dude is such a nice guy. And all he cares about is fucking taking his son to the rink, making sure his son gets to play. His dad is fully involved. Like, man, this hockey thing fucking rocks. And hearing some of the shit that like just for him being enthusiastic and like being vocal during games and like our teammates on the bench like imitating imitating accents and shit like that like even at the age where i didn't know how horrible all of that like it really was in the grand scheme of things even i was like this feels like weird to be making fun of a guy for being psyched about hockey right kind of kind of fucking weird just a couple things that stood out to me that just like <laughs> it, it's fucking crazy as just like just a white guy there are you know it's uh, hockey is very much my hockey is very much within my like it's 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 been a part of my life forever and you know it comes with its own set of like eh, you know uh own set of shit when it comes to fitting in and like uh on on just like stupid levels of like you know i liked heavy music uh and you know that was like a weird thing i guess and and that was like the extent of my like Oh man, you know it's it's gonna be weird to be with this new group of guys. Just so many other layers to shit that like never really had to think about before. Just you know, that's yeah. that's my two cents about it really.
2: you And yeah. for for as many like <clears throat> excuse me, as for as many as like like shitty things that players of color have to deal with, there are like that is one way or another is breeding, like, resources and groups to make it, like, I don't know, like, take lessen the blow, I guess, and to kind of normalize people of color playing hockey. Like, I was at the Islander game the other day, and there's there, – they, they did, like, a little piece, I think, between the, the – I think it was during the second submission, um, where they were talking about this – excuse me, I think it was just, like, a – A group of kids from Long Island who were it was mostly girls, girls of color, um, just getting into hockey and getting into sports and stuff like that. And they did a little piece about them and they were talking and like, you know, it was very like they're kids. So it was very much so like, you know, hockey is for everybody and, you know, very like kid stuff. But like to hear kids say that to be so far ahead of people that we probably grew up playing with, you know, it means a lot. And especially as someone who has a little sister who is getting into hockey, that that's goes. huge. You know what I mean? And like, it really, it really does matter for young people to see that, for girls to see that, for any kid of color, for any kid to see that. You know what I mean? Like, you got to instill that shit into somebody when they're young. You know what I mean? Or else they're going to end up on the wrong side of it. So it's cool. Like, the Islanders made some patches, like Black History Month patches. I went and got, I, w- I picked some up. Um, honestly that game, I think it was the first of February. It was the, um, the Ottawa game. Uh, I've never seen more black people at a hockey game in my life. Honestly, it was awesome. And I I think that they invited like 43 Oak people like that. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They invited them. They did a whole piece on them. That was honestly like beautiful. They highlighted this one player and his father and, you know, the black family. And at one point the dad said, He's like, you know, we're a hockey family. We're a black hockey family. And that's crazy to hear. And the shit was, honestly, that shit made me cry, dog. Like, (laughs) in in the fucking UBS arena, just straight up, like, crying a little bit. But it was amazing. Like, they had um, the, they invited the school choir from Uniondale to come to the game. Uniondale, predominantly black town. You know, grew up right next to it. Um, They were just a bunch of black people in there. And it was awesome. Like, it was really cool. I'm glad I'm sure it was a lot of those people's first time seeing a hockey game in person and whether or not they leave, you know, going to Google Jeff Tambalini and Ola Kavasha or they'll never watch hockey again. I know they had a great time and I think it meant a lot for them to be included, um, in a hockey game on the first day of, you know, February black history month, whatever. Um, and it was really cool. And they had, they shared a little thing after the segment about the young girls getting into hockey, um, about black girl hockey um oh, yeah
0: it's
2: yeah. like a big group and i'm in facebook group the black girl hockey i took a picture of it i posted it in the facebook group and people are really hyped to see that on the jumbotron in a professional hockey game you know what i mean so yeah for every like loser yeah. jacob panetta and like weirdo like russian guy and like fans that throw bananas at hockey players there is a black girl hockey insane. 43 oak and there is like you know, Uniondale High School choir at the hockey game on the Jumbotron being excited, you know what I mean? Like, these things always seem to breed, like, positives, you know what I mean? And people of color black, people were resilient, and, like, you know, you throw all the bananas you want, but, like, there's still, the Sioux bands are still going to be one of the most famous and well-liked hockey families of all time, you know what I mean? We still got Jerome McGinley, still one of the best hockey players of all time, we got fucking that kid in the Kings, Byfield. Oh, Byfield. Oh,
1: yeah. Quentin Byfield. A, yeah,
2: but he scored like his first two goals against the Islanders the other night. Fuck yeah, my he life. He's still dope. <laughs> he's still dope. You know what I mean,
1: dude? Um, fucking, fucking Anthony <clears throat> Duclair for all of the quote unquote character issues that he's had for you know. Talk about guys ago. that the Islanders fucking missed out on. But
0: when he, when he was he, he was he's been like on the trading block like three times in the fucking trots era, and like each time. I've been dude, like, I think this would be good. Would have fit in so well.
1: Yeah, dude, he is—he's killing it in Florida, and he's one of the only—he, you know, I—I'm not a big Panthers guy. I, but for what it's worth, when they're on and he's playing, it's fucking sick. He's a really good fucking player.
2: He's on my. F-
1: it's it's great
0: it's great to, uh, to hear your uh, about how many how many black people are at that game. Seb. So just because you and I have, have mentioned before that there are so few Islander fans of color that when we are at the same game, even <laughs> we, we never text each other, we just find each other at some point when we're walking around the concourse because uh, oh, you just know something happened, something, something changes in your peripheral vision. There's, uh, a blip. there's a blip. There's something that that's, that's, that's sticking out a little bit from everything else
2: it's, but, like in, uh, it's like an in it's like an Inception when the dream people realize that someone who's not dream you know who's not like simulation is there and they just all turn. I just see Desmond.
0: We never say we never say anything. One of whoever sees the other one first just kind of stops and stares, <laughs> and then we find each other. We you know, um,
2: but let, let me say something though about like the black girl hockey thing. Like um, I've been seeing. I follow a couple players on Instagram who play in the the Women's Hockey League.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: there's one player who plays for the Toronto team. She was posting she posted a quote, um, I said if you if you see it, you can be it. And like I think that's like such a simple thing to say, but it's so true. And I can tell you from experience, the whole reason I'm into hockey, I care about it, play it, I care about it at all. Even know what it is is because I was out of EB games in 2002 or 2003. And I was walking around. My mom said she'd buy me a new video game. And I said, OK, let's go. And that's the year. Oh, It was 03, but you know, the games come out like at the end of the year before. Yeah. It might have been 02. I don't know, 02, and the 02 beating 03. Anyway, we're walking, and uh, Ginla is on the cover of NHL 03. And I was like, what the hell? This guy is the same color as me. That's crazy. And I thought the jersey, like the Flames jersey was cool. And
0: the, the
2: horse. I, I play NFL and like NBA games all the time, like FIFA. But let me get whatever NHL 2003 is. And I really caught my eye because it was like a dude that just looked like me. And then I found that his first name was Jerome. That's insane. It's a very black name. And I thought that was dope. And, I, my, you know, my mom bought me that game. Turns out to be one of the best hockey video games ever, I think. Highly regarded as so.
0: That's the one that has sweetness. On the The soundtrack that's has like
2: sweetness. sweetness.
0: It has Gob? It has. Uh, or no, it's no.
2: Got, got Queens of the Stone Age on there too. That's cool.
0: Uh, <clears throat> it has One by One, right by Foo Fighters. I think, yeah. Uh, I think it does. Yeah, but and you know. but
2: that's 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 all it took for me to just be literally on, I'm on this podcast because I saw drum <laughs> cover of NHL two thousand three. Yeah, you
0: know? right? is box. like
2: all that and
0: I was you gotta tell you gotta tell your mom thank you for thank you for 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 buying me that game it 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 brought me to being on a podcast that might have seven (laughs) listeners
2: (laughs) it's true but you know what it also brought me to have a really cool job with the team that I would live and die for you know it brought me one of when I met my I was into hockey and I would just watch whatever was on TV, so I would watch a lot of like Devils Rangers games. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't, and this is when I still lived in Brooklyn. It wasn't until I lived on Long Island with my with my stepdad, my dad Steve. He was a he's a diehard Islander fan. That I was like, okay, the, I have a team now. For a while, it was just like I like this Martin Brodeur guy because apparently I, he seems pretty good. And at the Scholastic book fair one year, there was just a Martin Brodeur, Brodeur poster, and I bought that. I was supposed to buy a book, by about a Bordeaux person instead. Much to the chagrin of Dad when he found out later. But then he was like, "Yeah, the team that you like now, because you live on Long Island now." And, I said. and it was it's, the early 2000s Islanders, and it was rough, but nonetheless, you know what I mean. Uh, that's that's all it took is just seeing just seeing a black dude in a hockey jersey was enough to make me another black dude in a hockey jersey, and that's that's all it takes.
1: That that fucking rocks, and also. Uh... The the fact that your dad didn't like that it was a Brodard poster and was like, "You live on Long Island now. You're an Islanders fan." That yeah. is kind of the enjoy uh,
0: this Marius Cherkau. We're taking the Brodard down. We're putting the Marius Cherkowski poster <laughs> up,
1: dude. Right. Dude, my, but that's that's the argument that my dad used all the time too. Whenever he met another Ranger fan or a Devil fan that lived on the island, and he was just like, "You live on Long Island, man. You're an Islanders fan. What are you doing?
0: You're a ge- you're a geography uh, trader.
1: Yeah. um yep. yeah.
0: but yeah. so you said that i mean that was that that was great i, I think yeah i think I think we can kind of wrap that because i i like yeah the other things that were on the on this which we can we literally can talk
1: about them next we week. can
0: literally and just say for the record that fucking rocky Black blackhawks press conference was fucking insane talk great. about hockey culture another hockey culture thing that has just like oh this thing and Batman, Batman saying like, oh, it was just it was an emotional outburst. That's because it's his
1: boss. That's because Rocky yeah. Ross is his fucking boss. But anyway, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. whatever. it's psycho. And, another
0: but, thing, another thing of like hockey won't change itself because the people that that have the stake in it. Well, have, the, yeah, the,
1: the money doesn't the money doesn't work out to be so yeah, it won't, to, you know. Yeah.
0: Or, or they, they've decided that it's the not money, worth their the money their, doesn't
1: make sense, so they won't change it. Um, um
0: and 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 that it's more than just money, and, and that's more than just than than paper transactions of uh, and like specific personnel decisions about firings or suspensions or anything. It's about what happened here. How do you not have this again? And, and what are you doing to make it so that uh, it's far less likely that these things happen in your spaces? Like that's that. The other thing I. We'll talk about the, the, the Wire next next episode. Yeah, I, I just watched episode two right before this. Seb, you ever uh, watched The Wire?
2: Yeah, I've been meaning to for about... You gotta. Years.
0: It's so good, dude. I just started because because I, I, I gave up on the Islander season and I've been watching The Wire. Um, I was too
2: busy. I was too busy watching Mark Parrish and uh, <laughs> you know, other niche hot... Uh, Brendan Witt. And yo, you know what's crazy? I was on TikTok like a year ago and I'm watching this girl's TikTok, and she's like, "Oh, my dad is blah blah blah." Her dad is just Brendan Witt. Ooh. He's just in the background doing something goofy. I'm like, "That's fucking Brendan Wit. What the fuck?" And no, obviously, no one on TikTok is gonna know. But I comment, "Like, yo, your dad is a fucking legend."
0: Was he wearing? A, was he wearing a Q? Was he wearing a QAnon uh, uh, shirt in the when he was doing his uh, flossing?
2: Is that uh? Is that real?
1: Yeah, he's oh. a Q. He's a Q oh. guy. Oh, I'm, Seb. Not, Seb. I'm not surprised. But damn. Yeah, uh the, in the last last 2 minutes of the podcast you ruined Brendan Witt for uh for Seb. God damn it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you know you know all the stuff that that you talked about being frustrated by yeah. for the last <laughs> 30 minutes. Uh don't don't look at Brendan Witt's likes. Uh God damn it. But to 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 end on a good note, positive note, the Olympics are are coming up. And what ties this all together, our man,
1: Josh O'Sang.
0: the notar- the notorious JHS himself, Josh Hosang, is in the Olympics, baby. Let's, nice. let's so. have
1: a let's have a good showing in the Olympics. Let's sign an NHL contract with anyone but the Leafs and Rangers or Rangers. Let's fucking go.
0: It's probably gonna be the Leafs, but um, anyway, Seb, thank you so much. You have anything yeah, specifically dude. that you want to plug? Um,
1: um.
2: Yeah, Oliver Wallstrom, one day we'll score 40 goals in the NHL. Let's go.
0: Ooh. One day.
2: Uh, I buy. I,
0: I buy on that actually. Yeah, once. Sure. I, I see <laughs> happening once. I see him being a 30 goal guy that hits 40 once. And if yeah. the Islanders can win the cup in that 40 goal year, I think we're, That'd be nice. we're golden. But yeah.
2: um, hey. another thing, just a quick, this is just a quick, quick question. If the Island- When the Islanders win a Stanley Cup, is the parade going to be going down Hempstead Turnpike?
0: I think so. To me, yeah, I think, and I think what, what they would do, what would make sense, I, what would make sense, I don't think logistically it would work for all of the red tape that you would have to cut to sign off on, or the the, the licenses that you'd have to get, um, or, or ordinances, but if they were able to, this is, a, and this would be a long fucking pritz so I don't know how long parades go, but how far is the distance between the Coliseum and UBS Arena? they share oh, Hem-
1: that'd be dope.
0: they share Hempstead Turnpike, but I could see that being exhausting. Of like, Jesus, this is like way too, like way too long. Like I, I, I'll, I'll... Um,
2: the towns in between the two arenas are way too not white for Islander fans to want to go to a parade there. So they might have to go east, my brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well if, if if it's routed, it just along Long Island's redlining, yes. like like problems. Like it's just. You can see the real estate discrimination in how the Islanders operate, no. des, des, despite it being along the same the same main road. They go yeah. around in very particular ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. If for what it's worth, you said if, but you mean when the Islanders win. The mean World. when?
2: I mean when? I mean when? Let's go. Yo, for real. Any like time, I like some hardcore kid asks me to do a zine, and they're like, anything you want to say? I'm like, yeah, the New York Islanders are going to win a Stanley Cup in the next five
1: years. I really believe it. I do too. I think that this core is gonna win a cup. I believe this because, I, I me too.
2: This is just like a bad year. Like Golden State Warriors last year, dog shit season, right? Yeah. And yeah. This and that dog shit season. You know what I mean? Now they're back to their normal ways. I think next year, the Islanders on the up and up really can't get worse. I mean, it can not get worse, but it really can't get worse in my eyes. I think
0: you know it's I mean? all I think it's all about that. I, I think the biggest thing is – filling filling the hole on the second the second pair because to me uh, to me it's just about it's funny so we we were rapping, and now we're back into the the weeds on it but I, <laughs> uh, I, I,
2: I'm, try, I'm trying to i'm trying to end it on a good note Yeah, let's do it. No, it let's do yeah. it,
1: let's do I, it. I, all right fine on, fuckers. They, yes they're gonna win this <laughs> course they're gonna come for the next five years and sebastian uh we'd love to have you on again at some point um this was great and i think this will be our longest episode and usually when it gets long i start to get anxious i I loved every second of this. This was great.
2: Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: This was yeah. great. Let's go, Islanders. Let's, Let's go, go Islanders. Wire. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: How, all how, right,
2: how, All right. HBO.
1: Yeah, HBO. Uh, right. Start the wire. You're going to fucking love it. It's unbelievable.
2: All right, I'm 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 going to do my best to start it. Why oh, I, finish this.
0: I press oh, yeah. stop recording. I'm not sure, Mike. You didn't. Uh, that's fine yeah no I didn't
1: I didn't all right so we'll end it we'll end it all right this was great